0: This is Sharon Salzgiver. Thank you for coming to the thing about aging and welcome back. And today we're going to be talking with Dr. Carrie Demers. Dr. Carrie, why don't you tell us what you do? Hi,
1: Sharon. Hi. Um, I'm a board certified internist, but I'm also board certified in integrative medicine, which means I integrate all kinds of traditional systems along with modern medicine. And my primary focuses are um, Ayurveda and yoga. Uh, natural products like herbs and homeopathy and some supplements. But mostly I focus on lifestyle. Um, And when it comes to aging, there's a lot to say about lifestyle. We all know that we need to eat plants and get enough sleep and move Mm -hmm. our bodies around. But what I wanted to talk about today was more the philosophy. There's an ancient philosophy in Ayurveda, the sister science of yoga, that says that we actually go through... A, um, a series of stages in our life that the first 25 years is all about being a student and learning. The next 25 years is all about being a householder and, and contributing to society. And the third phase of life, after about 50 or 55, is called the forest dweller phase. And it's actually, in ancient times, people actually might retire to the forest and do you know, meditative practice. But for us, as modern, as modern folks, it's more of a, of a reorganization, like, who am I? What haven't I done yet that I am longing to do? What talents haven't been haven't I developed yet? Um, and so it's it's really a um, another um, opportunity to look in and discover who we are. And if we look at it like that, as opposed to um, just losing who we've been, um, it can be a very exciting time. Um, our problem with modern aging is that we are clinging to who we've always been. That, mm. we, that aging is only. Um, defined as loss, in the terms of loss. We're losing our physical strength or our beauty or our, um, our, um, our money-making faculties or whatever, you know, our, our, our jobs. And then who am I if I'm not that? Um, and in Ayurveda, there's this idea that um, this is called vata. There's this energy of air, of lightness, of creativity and spirituality, of expansiveness that's rising as we age. And if we, and it's also to cause all kinds of aging problems like arthritis and dementia and incontinence. <laughs> but we can learn how to, how to modify or p- balance that wind energy, and then it only serves us. It helps us be expansive and creative and, and uh, enthusiastic and really have, develop a, you know, a joie de vivre, really a love for life. And that's what mm. we're after. That's mm. what we're after. Um, how does one do that? Yeah. Well, in a really in a nutshell, Mm -hmm. what it what Ayurveda says is that when vata rises, its qualities rise. So its qualities are cold and light and dry, and sort of chaotic or uh, irregular. Okay. And what and so that so that cold, light, dryness could be that I'm. I'm freezing cold. I mean, where do people move when they retire? They move to Florida, <laughs> right, right? To in, try in to warm get warm. Place, right? Mm-hmm. When, and I'm dry, so I'm, my skin is wrinkled, and my, my my joints are creaky, and my my brain shrinks, and my everything gets kind of dry and creaky and tight, and maybe more prone to crumble because it's like think about a dry brittle stick,
0: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That
1: brittle stick is easier to break, and so the the the, the, the push in Ayurveda the, is is to is to green the stick, is to put more moisture into our into our bodies. And that isn't just water. That's oil. I Ayurveda is all about oiling our skin, oiling our joints, putting oil in our pinkies and into our ears, or into our nose, or into our eyes, or swishing oil around in our mouth. Oil is the sort of the antidote for this windy, airy energy oh. rising, that oil is soothing and grounding and moistening and stabilizing. Okay. And so it's all about oil everywhere. <laughs> Which is messy, and people are averse to it. But actually, it really helps to rub oil everywhere. Good quality oil, because the idea is that we eat the oil through our skin. So you want to put edible stuff on your skin. Okay, okay. So I'm kind of flying through these things. But, but it's so, it's so uh, concrete in a way. It's so um, tangible as opposed to esoteric or, um, or chemical. Like I feel like in, if I juxtapose this sort of ancient... Ayurvedic system with modern integrative medicine. Mm-hmm. Even though it's integrative in and it in a, you know it wants to look at root causes of disease like stress and diet. Right. I feel like the modern systems, this this integrative, this rise in integrative medicine is still really caught up in the chemicals. In the oh, you need you know methylated B twelve and then you'll be okay. You need mm-hmm. this particular. You know molecules which are missing, so people glom onto the pills to fix them. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't. And yes, there's some truth to that, but mostly I feel like the pills are not what fixes us. That the that really it's our, it's our, um, it's our lifestyle. It's our, it's our how we nourish our nervous system. It's how strong our di- how we keep our digestion strong. It's it there's there's really, uh, it's um, gosh how we think, move, and breathe. It's mm-hmm. really what matters the most as opposed to I'm taking all my supplements properly.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what about, so are we also eating oily foods? Like I'm thinking salmon yeah.
1: or... Thank you. So bring me back to how to balance vata. How to, okay. how to bring this airy energy back into balance is, yeah, you'd eat more foods that are grounding and moistening and stabilizing, so more protein and oil into your diet. Okay. As opposed to eating all like vegan or salads, those are all white and cold. You'd want to eat more heavier foods as long as you can digest them. Okay. That's sort of the trick. Okay. Um, and, you know, all, a lot of us actually are drawn to eat warm foods in cold weather. That's kind of the Oh, idea, absolutely. Right? So I'm
0: like, bring on the stew. It's right. getting a little colder cold now. Room, right? Yes. So that's
1: that's it. So that, that shift from warm to cold weather is actually vaterizing in nature. Okay. And so in response, we inherently are drawn to things that are pacifying to vata, to this cold light energy Mm -hmm. in the fall.
0: So, okay, so we moved to Florida, though, and we're hot, so we're not as attracted to that type of food. Exactly. So what would people like that, or what do we eat in the summertime? Right. right? So
1: if you're in Florida, you can eat whatever you want. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Go go to the the buffet. You can can go to the buffet, eat fresh fruits every day there. It's so lovely. Um,
0: and that's what Vata, you know, because the warmth
1: of the of the environment is so Vata pacifying, it's less important what you eat. Oh, interesting. It is. So so so, well, there's not an absolute yes no black okay. white. There never is. It's always it depends in Ayurveda. If you're a person who is heavier, like thicker bone, sort of calm, inherently calm. Maybe you're not especially even dry yet and you're 60 or 65. You don't have a lot of vada in you. You don't have to, like, your hair's not on fire about pacifying this, this windy energy because you don't, you're not so ill-affected by it yet. But if, okay. I, if I started out as a 40-year-old and I'm, I'm, I'm already, like, dry and cold and kind of quick-thinking and easily, like, um, excited or easily anxious, I'm going to have a lot more vada by the time I hit 60 and I'm going to have to do a lot more work to keep my vada kind of in check or balanced. And the person who was kind of calm and slow to begin and thick with. To begin with right?
0: Okay, right. okay. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we have trouble with, uh, I'm just guessing because all my girlfriends are on Facebook at three in the morning when I get on, um, is that we have trouble sleeping through the night. Yeah. What does
1: Ayurvedic medicine suggest for that? Right. So Ayurveda says or knows mm-hmm. that this windy energy rises between the hours of two and six, both in the morning. And in the afternoon. Oh. And so it's the most common time to wake up and not be able to go back to sleep. Because this energy is up and out. It's, it's effervescent. So it's hard to sleep then. Um, Interesting. Okay. Yes, it is. It, and the fix is really to learn to wind down our nervous system. So apart from, apart from all the oiling and the, and the like, things I'm putting in myself, the nourishment mm-hmm. that I'm actually tangibly taking in, the other big thing to do to balance vata is to learn how to relax our nervous systems, or or to do some kind of stress management, and so that's here, or in my world, it's all about breathing, that when we breathe deep and slow and even in our bellies, and consciously relax our Mm -hmm. our muscular tension, like at the end of yoga classes, typically they do a shavasana, and you lay there, and you rest and breathe, that we're shifting our nervous system from go, 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 fight or flight, good stuff done, think, analyze, and act on the world, we're shifting that nervous system to our own inherent rest and rejuvenate sort of state. And that's inherent in us. We just don't shift to to rest in that state very often. So we have a part of our nervous system called the parasympathetic nervous system, which is our relaxation response. And if we practice... Shifting into that state, that relaxed state, that's what supports all of our own inherent healing and rejuvenative power. Okay. If we don't rest there, then we just dissipate. We just we keep in the in our go mode, and we keep spilling our energy and our vitality out into the world, and we deplete ourselves. Mm-hmm. And when we're young, we have lots of juice, and we don't really notice that we deplete. You know, we don't mm-hmm. deplete because we have enough sort of in reserves. But as we get older, we have less in reserve, and so it's easier to just. Exhaust ourselves mm-hmm.
0: I so. love that So I'm thinking When I wake up at night And my head is spinning About some problem That my kids are having Or To kind of let that go And be No this is my time For rejuvenation And Do some kind of practice Some breathing for myself And nourish myself So I can relax And click back into sleep
1: Right so Oh that's more, delicious The more we practice The better we get So Okay If I practice breathing Like maybe you put your hand At your navel You put Or you you can even like rest on the floor with like a bag of rice on your belly just to feel the kinesthetic movement of your belly rise up for the ceiling as you inhale and sink back down as you exhale. That's the movement we're after. Okay. So not so much movement in the chest as movement in the in the, in the belly. And if we practice that, maybe every day for three to five minutes, when we need it, it's there for us. Mm-hmm. If I only try to grab onto it when I'm in a mess and I'm in an excitable or anxious or a sleepless state, it's harder to... To find it. But if I practice it when I'm not, not in okay. an anxious or upset state, then I'm gonna, it's going to be there for me as a, as a tool in my toolbox. Mm-hmm. When
0: I need it. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, anything else that you can think of
1: that's... Well, other things that, that I use a lot for, for really nourishing and stabilizing us as we age, and I, and I use them a lot in my own life, are herbs that are called adaptogens. They're herbs that are basically... They're called adaptogens because they help us adapt to stress. They help us adapt to, to life's onslaught of you know, information and demand. Uh-huh. And, and they build strength in our nervous system and our adrenals, so our stress system, Okay. to give us more resilience, basically. Okay. Um, the first studies that I've ever heard about were in the 40s and with the Russian army. They're trying to build more resilience in their soldiers on the battlefield. So it's a real thing. It's not just like we just made it up. Um, there's a, there's a, and there's many herbs in Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic medicine and in Western herbalism. There's lots of herbs that are just fortifying, and it's such a, it's such a weird idea in modern. If you compare it to modern medicine, there's no drugs that are just fortifying. You know, boost mm-hmm. some <laughs> like some. You know, they they give people these little cans of of vitamin vitamins and sugar in a like a milkshake when they can't when old people can't eat well. Those are not good. Uh, but there's nothing. There's no medicine in modern medicine that's a, that's meant to just to fortify you. Mm-hmm. So, but there are lots of herbs that are like. They're they're plants and they're they're nourishing. And they're stabilizing. So I I tend to 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 take those for a few months out of the year and then stop for a few months and then go back and take them for a few. Months. It's just like why not? Why not give myself some support? You know when I was when I was younger, I was like you know you know vitamins and supplements are for wimps. <laughs> <laughs> but now that I'm postmenopausal, I'm like all supports welcome. <laughs> bring bring, it, bring on, it on! Bring it on! <laughs>
0: Absolutely. So I don't know how to do this. Right. Is there an Ayurvedic a combination of them that is for fatigue, or do I go to an Ayurvedic practitioner no. and
1: they're, they make a personal right, one for me? They're, they're, they're super common. It's a, it's a popular topic now. Okay, I, even outside of Ayurveda, just in. The general holistic medicine-minded uh, you know uh, community, so you can walk into a health food store and say, "What do you got for my adrenals?" And they'll show you this these shelves of products that are all adaptogens. So there's herbs like um, ashwagandha, that's an Ayurvedic one, or romania, rhodiola. Those, those are all Chinese medicine, but even things that are Western, like milky oat seed. Is a, like oat, oat seed is a is a and tulsi. People for tulsi tea. That's an adaptogen so they're, they're okay, and they're all really safe, so you don't have to necessarily go to a doctor and get a prescription okay um, but if you, you know, if you're really sick, then of course do, but but anybody could go take them because they're really they're really quite safe so there's no cases.
0: interactions with other medications Almost or never. okay Almost never. okay
1: if you're on a blood thinner, always be careful if you're on a a medication for let's say um, a serious mental illness like. Bipolar or, or, or uh, schizophrenia, mm-hmm. I would check first. Okay. But pretty much, I've used them in all kinds of people with heart medications and... Oh, okay. All right. Know, acid blockers and all kinds of stuff and there. It's, it's
0: fine. Okay. It's
1: fine. Very exciting. <laughs>
0: Anything else?
1: <laughs> oh, so much more. I, mean, I think the only other thing that I'd like to add is mm-hmm. that our mind, our minds are so powerful. Mm-hmm. That if that we tend to manifest what we believe we're going is gonna happen. If I believe I'm gonna be old and senile by the time I get to be seventy five, then I'm gonna be that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm projecting that. Mm-hmm. And I think to to exp- I think the invitation of Vada Rising is really to explore our minds, to uh, you know to understand who I am in a more uh, deep way. So I encourage all my patients to meditate. Actually, mm-hmm. the meditation is an introduction to yourself. And, oh. um, it's a really fun thing, and you know, the, and the NIH is just saying, "Look, meditation is great for us. It helps us. It, it's really, it's really helpful from a from a, um, a, a health point of view." Mm-hmm. Is, you know, so so there's no there's no downside. You know, from, from spending some t- some peaceful time um, with we your can, mind peacefully flowing inward.
0: We can meet ourselves again in the quiet. That's right. Oh, that's right. That's beautiful. That's beautifully said. <laughs> thank you so much, oh, Dr. Carey, you. for your time. I am absolutely inspired, and actually, we're on our way to go to a practicum about how to meditate. Right. I'm so lucky. <laughs> well, thank you, and thank you all for joining us on a thing about aging. Next week, our guest is Countess Catherine Buxhovodin. She's a fashion consultant, stylist, and fitness instructor for seniors. She'll talk about that and share her story, which starts with her father being in the court of Tsar Nicholas II in Russia. I'm not going to spoil it for you. You'll have to listen to it. This is Sharon Saltzgiver, and that's the thing about aging.